I think there was a song. Is it still available? Yeah, I do. I know we've already been worshiping. But I think this is... I was looking for this. Thank you. Be ready, Ben. This song is uh, from this morning. He asked me to ask Christine what song touches her. What is your favorite song? And she's, I don't know. I don't think about it. She, this is it. And when it started playing, I knew it was the song. And we've already been in an, uh, an environment of worship this morning. And I think there's more. There's always more. Whenever you're ready, Ben. Actually, if you, you can sit, stand, whatever. This is my worship. This is my offering.
jump, I'm diving in. If you say be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. You're the only truth for life, the way I'm done chasing feelings. like you go dormant. And then you realize
been in the streets and the, and the, and the backwoods and different places sharing about the gospel on a daily basis. You know, uh, I've got those. I'm just going as the Spirit lives here. But, but to be able to step up As he comes upon you as the anointing run down. Just remember, John, keep me from staff. Uh, the message has been preached today. I'm just here to just like ice the cake. He's already moved. He's already touched. He wants to do a lot more. He wants us to spend more time with him. You said we're right on the edge. He wants us to spend more time with him. Example of spending time. You think some may think prayer doesn't work or spending time with God doesn't work and hanging out with him. That it does no good. I've tried that before. It's like going to a gym or in your basement, wherever you may be going to work out. If you, okay, you go work out for two hours, you run to the mirror, and, boy, I don't see no difference. Well, the next day you work out. I've been reading everything. I've been watching all these videos. I'm doing what they say, and you go to the mirror, and it's still the same. What's going on? I don't, my waist is the same. I have my, my arms, I can't lift anymore. But keep going. Keep going every day. Three months, six months, you'll start to see something different that you couldn't see before. But you mentioned the mirror. Somewhere this morning, someone mentioned mirror. The mirror of his word. But you keep going to spend time with him daily. What is it, sir? Is it doing it again? Okay. Better. Yeah. God wants us to spend time with him. Is that better? Yes. He just, if, if Lonnie was here, I'm really loud now. Okay. So, he definitely wants to spend time with us. If Lonnie was here, he would talk about relationship. Yes. Hey, Lonnie. He, talk, he, he, talks, he talks about relationships. And, and if, like with me and my wife, if I don't spend time with her daily, or give her my undivided attention over time, if I just don't, don't let that happen, then the relationship will grow weaker. But if I give her my undivided attention, when she speaks, I put away my phone, turn the TV off, and give her my attention. She knows the relationship's real. God wants us as a people, including me, he wants daily time with his children. He wants you just, just like going to the gym 
You may not think it makes a difference, but just take your time and read the Word, whether it's from your Bible or from your tablets or from your phones. However you want to share, however you want to spend time with Him, Sean, you preached a couple weeks ago about the vine out of John 15. The vine. He said, I am the vine. If you abide in me, and I'll abide in you. The vine he's speaking about, I believe, is a grapevine. And a grapevine grows really good in rocky soil. It produces the best grapes for the best tasting wine in rocky soil, in a dry, arid soil. Rocky. The things we go through in our life, it's amazing he chose the grapevine. I am the vine. And if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. But he speaks about the pruner about pruning grapes if you just let grapes go they won't produce as much if you cut them back if they're cut back you gotta let God cut things off your life how do you do that when you spend time with him you won't even notice they're gone the closer you get to him it's like a triangle a husband and wife is on the left and right is closer you get to God the closer you get to each other Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the closer you get to Him, you won't even notice those things that used to bother you, that used to hinder you. But He prunes those things off. I think it's five times after a vine's been pruned, a grapevine, that it will produce five times as much before. We have to let Him work in us. It looks painful. When they, you, you could drive by a, a, an orchard and it's stripped bare. There's nothing there but the vine out of the ground. But it has purpose. I know what the vine feels like. All of us do. If we're honest with ourselves, we all know what it's like to be trimmed back to go, where is God? This cannot be of God. The things we've walked through, the things we've done, where are you? I'm right here. I've never left you. I'm always there. I'm still waiting to see. Definitely a different environment today than last the time before. It's charged. It's heavy, but it's good. Okay. I gotta read. Am I still okay on time, Sean?
I'm just going to read John 15. I am, and it's the passage translation, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you have life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine, you're my branches. As you live union, in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up thrown into the fire and be burned. If you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are a mature disciple who glorify my Father. I love each of you with the same love the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commandments, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments for continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. So this is my command, love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all I command you. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I can call you my most intimate friends. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. I read that this morning in that translation and just felt arrested by his presence. The vine. This year has really given me some life lessons. 
about the soul and about the hard work and about how that we've been caring for those vines and how the fruit is produced and how that we planted in different places and the same plant doesn't grow well here or there. It needs the right soil. And how I killed some plants. Not enough water, not enough attention, too much sun. Not the S-O-N, but the S-U-N. Too much sun. Too much soil. Oh, this is, they love water. you got to water them. Overwatered them and killed a lot of plants this year. She's able to nurse them back to health in a different environment, different amount of sunlight. We as Christians have to be careful that we... speaks about the bonsai plants. A bonsai is actually a normal plant or tree that has been pruned, that has been, as it grows, it's pruned. It's not just, I, I always thought it was just a type. Oh, it's a bonsai tree, it's a miniature tree. This normal tree that has been, the roots, the root system has been pruned help the tree manager. It's healthy, but it never reaches its potential. Us as Christians have to be careful that the enemy becomes like a roaring lion, like, not a lion. Our lion is the lion of Judah, like a roaring lion. But we have to be careful because he comes along. Uh, example, if me and her have a, uh, a discussion, um, no. Uh, a misunderstanding. Uh, I've, I've had a bad day at work and I come in and I, I say something to her and, and it's nip, nip. It's just, it's affecting my relationship. Snip, snip, a little more. And then, then you let the enemy go. Did you see how she reacted to what you said? Snip, snip, just a little more. And, and the enemy will do that with our Christian walk because it's one and the same. Who you are at home alone or at work. That needs to be the same person. We don't need a, let me put on my Christian coat today and walk. Oh, hello, beloved, how are you? We are the same people regardless. We're imperfect people. God didn't choose perfect people to write this. The 11, 12 that he chose, we wouldn't choose today. But, and, and even Paul, a hired assassin that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. God uses imperfect people for his purpose. Right? He just... We would not choose the 12 disciples. There would be background checks and, oh, this guy owns this. No, 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 no. We would listen to the Romans go, man, and that guy owes taxes. There's no way. But God uses the imperfect people. I am imperfect. We're all imperfect. There was one that was perfect, and they crucified him. Right? 
Just live the same in here as you do out there. It's like cooking. They smell. You smell wonderful. And as you walk through a room, they're like, what is that aroma? What is that? Something's different about these people. That person. People are hungry for God and don't know. They're looking for that satisfaction that can only be filled by Him. That piece of puzzle that's missing out of their life is God. Atheists have come forward. I've read many different different atheists spoke about uh, authors. Uh, they think they say that when they was in life-changing situations or emergencies, without any thought, and confess to be a total atheist that when they get ready for a car impact or a plane crash, the first thing they call out to, their spirit crawls out, oh, God, help me. And they don't even believe in him. But in that moment, the, the person that we are, that lives inside of us, that will live for eternity, screams out for the Father, help me. It's time up, Sean. It's time up. Okay. Okay. So we, as Christians, will endure, but we have to be wise of the enemy as he comes along to discourage us, to give negativism into our lives, the things that keep our roots from growing. Because the roots, the roots is where the nourishment comes from. And that's where we grow to new levels and new heights and new manifold presences of God. We get there and we... Uh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Even get into His presence, I am. And where His presence is. There is a blessing commanded just by His presence. I don't want His hand. His hand is... The blesser. I want his face. Because when you have his face on, you have his undivided attention. And you're in his stare. He said, "If before I've spoke about those that seek me shall find me. It says my eyes go to and fro from the earth to look for a worshiper. He's looking for someone to worship him. In his directed gaze. I believe his gaze was a bonus this morning because there's what, there's more than two in here. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there shall I be. Is it 10,000 people or three people? I'm there. So he came close this morning because, yes, we worship in spirit and truth this morning. It caused him to come near. 
Can God be on Chapel Hill? And he, yes, He can be everywhere at one time. The enemy cannot. He's right here. Right, He's right here at one time. Just like again. So the name, the name of Yahweh, it's one. Of, it's God's name, right? It's, he, show you he's everywhere. I'm going to do this for you. Watch. Yahweh. The inhale and exhale. That's God. Time's not up for you if you can go, Yahweh. I have wasted my life. I don't have time to do these things for you, God. You want me to share about what happened in my life? I'm not a young person anymore. It's too late. Test? Yahweh. No, it's not. It's never too late to start sharing about it. Correct. We learn every day. My mind is. I've worked really hard this week. We had a lot of people on vacation. So much so that uh, I'm tired. But I'm not. My eyes. I didn't have enough time this week since Sunday. I even got a call last Sunday. Bristol, New Hampshire is a pretty place. It's a long drive, but pretty place. So, <laughs> but in my opinion, from the background I come from, oh, a man of God should spend three or four, or eight hours a day in his presence. Nothing else. Well, you don't always get that. But when you're rooted and you've taken time and you've rooted through the years and the Word is in you and comes out of you. Paul. Paul worked as a tent maker. Worked every day. But yet he spoke. And wherever Paul went, he caused a riot or a revival. Everywhere this man went. He had been stoned and beaten, left for dead, what, three times? Twice? And he was the hired assassin that wrote two-thirds of this New Testament. By the way, in prison. In prison. So never count somebody out of their past and what they're capable of. Because God is always there. His plan, his story, will always, whether you take your path you take his, his story will come to pass. It's one way is comfortable and one way is not. If I have to say anything today, I ask that you spend time, and I say this for me, especially as we're approaching the feast, spend time in his presence as we come up on the days of awe as we reflect on things in our life, right? What is it? Ten days of all, right? It's soul-searching. Things in our life that would keep us from relationships, keep us from hearing His Word, hearing, seeing, seeing the person that needed some help. Let us, in these next few weeks, seek Him more. I want the more that you spoke of this morning. 
there is so much more to God. The manifold presence of God. Every time you think you've got him figured out, he'll turn a page and go, <laughs> read on. The manifold presence of God is the many folds of God. It's like the Japanese fan. Well, I've got God figured out. I've got this formula. I'll, I'll make it to heaven. And by the way, heaven is not a get-out-of-jail-free get card. We're not serving a God so that we can go, well, I'm going to make it. I was raised in an environment growing up to where you got saved every service because you didn't want to miss it. They put the fear of God in you. Jonathan Edwards speaks of his most famous sermon is the hands in a you're in the hands of an angry God, right? Sinners in the hands of an angry God. That's a tough way to be known. And sinners in the hands of an angry God. Instead of him being known, the man of God, Christ appeared to him. And after he appeared to him, the man could step up, open the Bible, and begin reading. Thus saith the Lord, and begin reading, and people begin weeping under the presence of God. The man never looked up. He would walk out, step up to the podium and begin speaking, and never look up and just read just exactly like I'm speaking right now. And people, towns shut down. Revival, the first great awakening of America, started because he read God's Word. That's it. He just read and let God do his thing. And the people were convicted and bars closed down and, and it began to spread across New England in such a way that you can read about it. Don't just look, research the man, research the first great awakening. I don't want to scare you into Christ like I was speaking. I had to get saved every service. I want to love you into Christ. I want to show you who he is without me beating you over the head with a Bible to show you who he is. I want to introduce you to you and say, here, take my hand and walk and I'll show you a Savior. Right? What is that song that says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell you about somebody? Right? It's really really cool song, right? What well, I feel like I've, I could share for the rest of the afternoon as things come to me, but I think, I think this is where we need to end. It was good. I've enjoyed it today. And looking forward to sharing more as time goes on. God bless y'all.